MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. I'm chatting with Albert Berta. He's head of fixed income at Ashburton Investments. Albert, appreciate the time today. Fund management, it's tough out there. It's not just about returns. It's also about scale. And in a recent note you put out, you also made the point that, in truth, lots of fund management is about surviving. And you had one of your funds that a couple of years ago, by your own admission, seemingly wasn't. I suppose first question, this is your targeted return fund. What was the problem that made you look at it and think, we need to make some changes here. I think the first problem is that the performance of the fund just wasn't up to par. There was a portfolio that was run from a different division within the business. At that point mm-hmm. in time, in 2020, if you recall, the entire industry was going through a lot of issues with COVID. And within Ashburton, we had uh, just appointed a new CIO, my boss, Patrice Rousseau. And one of the first things he did when coming here was trying to figure out how everything is run and if things are run from the great places. Target return is one of the first portfolios that he said, I'm going to take this away from the team managing it and move it towards the fixed income team and one of the other colleagues in the liability-driven investments team and give it to them to see if this is a portfolio that they can run well because it has a high allocation towards fixed income. So it was purely a conversation around this fund is not doing for our clients what we would like. Let's restructure it and see if we can get it up and running correctly again. Uh, what was that process then involving? Obviously, it, it's different teams. It's moving it within divisions within the broader Ashburton in- investments. What was that process of changing? I mean, was it just a allocation or was there more to it? So those kind of processes, if you sit in that space, you have an existing product. Launching anything new is always difficult. But at that point in time, a conversation needs to be had is this product is not doing well, it's not gathering assets, the performance is not there. So you effectively have two choices, either you close it or you Mm -hmm. fix it. So we decided to see if we can effectively fix it. And the first thing was being asked to say, well, it's being run at the moment, put on the table a proposal for if we give the responsibility to Chris Serum and Albert Puerta, what would the portfolio management process look like then? How would you guys run it if given a blank piece of paper? So we went through the process. We had a couple of sessions to discuss it. We proposed something to powers that be within the organization. That was the proposal was accepted and the decision was made to effectively switch over the portfolio management to ourselves. And that occurred on 1 December 2020. Okay, so we're now three years in, and of course it's been quite the three years for fixed income. I mean, we had the the rampant inflation locally and, and even more so in many developed markets. We've had rapid rise of interest rates, which I suppose is something which you're prepared for, but we hadn't seen it for some time, certainly in the developed markets, but even locally, it's, it's been a wild period. I think if you go back through history and if you, if you read some of the articles, very rarely a couple of years go by where there aren't market participants that feel the period is is wild. (laughs) But by almost any measure, the things we've seen in the last 12 months, uh, 36 months have been very challenging. For example, I mean, the U.S. 10-year bond went from sitting at 0.35% to trading over 5% within the last two months. Effectively, having seen the biggest bond drawdown in U.S. history, right? The 2022 for example, saw a negative bond performance out of the U.S. that was more than twice as large as any other year in the last 100 years. So even by the standards that 
financial markets are always volatile, and that's why we mm-hmm. participate in them. Even by those standards, the last three years, from an interest rate perspective, have been, and inflation perspective, have been challenging. Now, the converse of that, and the thing that's quite often, I think, missed in these conversations, is that drawdowns and these kind of difficult periods have a potential positive side to them as well, in that they create buying opportunities. Yeah. A bond that's yielding 5% is more attractive than a bond that's yielding half percent. And does it, I mean, and this is the naivety of me speaking, and I'm thinking, you know, fixed income is perhaps not as sort of nimble and as aggressive as equity. And that, that could be completely wrong. But I imagine the last few years, it's probably been a lot more nimble and, and adjustments making. Or do you just ride it through? I think specifically with the developed world, right? The perspective, mm-hmm. and uh, when I say developed world, I mean mostly European Union, UK, US there was this perception of fixed income as kind of this staid, laid-back asset class that all the risk and all the volatility sits within the equity space. And that has been firmly disabused <laughs> over the last couple of years. In South African markets, I suppose fixed income managers are much more used to volatility and uncertainty. I think to answer your question, that the last couple of years has put in place a precedent or a situation where Fixed income is suddenly a place where there is more risk than what a lot of people have gotten used to within the developed world. For example, I know that there are a number of uh, European market bond traders that for more than a decade haven't really seen a German bond trading above a 0% line. And suddenly it's trading in real territory again. So it is an interesting set of circumstances to be in. And I think much of the world is going to have to recalibrate to a situation where For the first time in more than a decade, your U.S. bonds are trading at more than 2% real rates, which is interesting. And uh, for investors, it's it's a great place to be because you can get to CPR plus 2, CPR plus 3, even CPR plus 4 without having to take as much risk as you may have had to in the past. If the motto of the last decade up until 2022 was people called Tina, there is no alternative. You just had to be in equity because there's any place for real returns. That has now firmly changed over the last couple of weeks and months. Yeah, I, I take your point. And in some cases, we're getting almost equity-like returns without anywhere near the equity-type risk. We'll leave it there. So, Bote, Head of Fixed Income, Ashburton Investments, appreciate the time. This show is brought to you by Stanlip. Visit stanlip.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlip Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.